Ichiwai. Good evening. I hope you've had a wonderful week. I'm your host, Stephanie, and I'll be sharing short weekly dance stories with you during the Irish winter months between Samhain and Imbolc to make those long winter nights a bit less long for you. You will find a new story every Sunday night at 9pm Irish time. I hope you're cosy and warm where you are. Now sit back, settle in and enjoy the story. Episode 9 An Adventurous Spring Break Good evening everyone. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas celebration together with loved ones. Today is St. Stephen's Day. It's my name day actually. And back in the day people usually got their names from the name day of the day they were born. But today is not my birthday. But I'll take you back to a story starting on my birthday 2010. It was a set dancing weekend in Zurich organized by Elisabeth Zollinger, who had brought Tony Ryan in again for us to teach sets. And it was a lovely, great weekend and we sat on the site and someone found out that it was my birthday and the whole crowd then sang happy birthday for me and it turned out there was another man, I think from England, whose birthday was on the same day. So that was funny because when do you meet people that have the same birthday at a set dancing weekend or something, you know. So I was sitting on the side and afterwards watching some of the dancing going on after the Kaylee because I was feeling quite tired. And my friend Sean Kennedy from Ireland originally but living in Switzerland sat down next to me and we started chatting and he said happy birthday and and I didn't know him very well back then. I knew him from the Kayleys that were happening, you know, the ones that I mentioned on the episode on the postman. And I knew him from other set dancing weekends. But we sat down, we had a really lovely chat together. And then he got all happy and he said, I'm going to Ireland on the 10th of April. And I looked at him in awe and I was like, really? I'm going to Ireland on the 11th of April. <laughs> and he couldn't believe it. He's like, you're joking. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm really going. And it was funny because then, you know, like, I mean... How is it that you travel at the same time to the same place? And so we agreed to meet up then in Ireland and we met in Dublin then. So he travelled on the 10th, I travelled on the 11th and we agreed to go set dancing together. And we met in Dublin and he invited me over to visit the lady he used to stay with when he was working in Dublin back when he was a young man. Kind of like a landlady or something, but a lady that really took very much good care of him back then. Her name was Molly Kelly and I remember being invited to her place and I didn't know her and I was thinking what should I bring the lady? I don't know the lady you know like you, you, you bring a little something as a, as a guest and I was walking down Grafton Street and I saw these blue flowers and I thought they were very unique and very unusual and I was like oh maybe 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 she'd like that maybe she'd like something very strange and very different 
So I bought them for her and she was delighted, I remember, and she she kept pointing them out. And it was just so lovely and she, she was the kindest lady and every time I go down Grafton Street and I see blue flowers like the ones I bought her, I always think of her, a lovely, lovely, wonderful lady. And after that, Sean took me to have dinner with some of his siblings and their families. And so we ended up in a pub somewhere in the outskirts of Dublin and we had a lovely dinner together and we had to rush them because we kept going on to a Kaylee in Sagard. It was like so mad, the whole thing, you know, one thing followed the next thing. So we ended up in Sagard, a place I had never heard of, and there was a hall full of people. And this could have been, maybe, I think, yes, I think this could have been the first really big Kayleigh evening for me over in Ireland. So very unusual, because, like, I mean, the, the hall was full. And we found a very lovely group there with crazy people dancing around, really, like, taking us into the group lovely lovely people one of them was called Jim and another man and they were just so welcoming they really really were so inclusive and we were able to dance with them throughout the whole evening and you know we were laughing because back then I knew some of the figures like if I had someone next to me telling me what to do next I would exactly know like what to do and I would have no trouble but if I was like on my own I wouldn't know and I don't think I don't remember that Kaylee being called so whenever we kind of messed up a figure or something we were just laughing and it was really nice you know to to feel that someone didn't mind if you didn't do it completely perfectly and actually I remember the first time dancing the Ballyvorney jig set for the very first time and actually my partner was a lady from Switzerland that I had known from the Kayleys there and she was like I think I know this one so we'll go on the side and we'll watch the first couples do their thing first, which was the first time I really consciously realized, you know, okay, that's how it works. And then she showed me everything they were doing, explained it to me. And she said, this is a very special set because there's no breaks in between. And I always remember her as well. Every time I, I danced the ballet warning, I remember her because she was very good at explaining and showing me everything and took great care into pointing different things out to me that are the ones that I understood then and learned how to point out to other people that I then ended up showing the set as well in the years later to come. And we had a really lovely evening with great dancing there and we parted ways then again, you know, it was a couple of other Swiss people that were there too. Funny enough, it ended up in the same Kaylee. So we brought them home and he brought me back home to my hostel and we went on our own way. And I knew he was traveling in Ireland. He was staying in Dublin for a bit and his daughter was joining him then later as well, Anna. And I kept doing my own trip and traveled west and did a few things, ended up traveling to Inishmore. And I knew that Sean said, well, my plan is to go west, that he was around the area in Clare or something. I knew that. So on my last day in Inishmore, I decided to text him again because he said, text me when you're here maybe we could meet up again and I texted him and he said well I'm on an Ishir with my daughter Anna I'm taking the ferry now to the mainland and we made plans to meet and to continue a little wee road trip and it was so funny because we didn't realize we were actually on the same ferry because the ferry left Inishmoor and went on to Inishman and then by the time we went to Inishir there they were <laughs> And it was so lovely, you know, kind of so surreal to see people that you actually know out there in the middle of nowhere. So we met together on the boat, had great chats and 
he had parked his car in Doolin in the harbour and off we went on a little wee road trip through the Clare countryside. And I remember in the car there was a song that he all of a sudden turned up the volume and it was a song called Listun Varna that I had never heard of before. <laughs> I know. And he explained to me what it was all about, you know, that it was about the matchmaking festival and that it was about the matchmaker who had a book and nobody can touch his book and you know just the whole matchmaking festival thing he explained to me and I had never heard of that which was really surreal to me and next thing we drive through Liston Varna so it was very funny for me to hear the song hear about the place and then eventually driving through the place and we ended up in a place called Kilfenora which I hadn't a clue what was happening there but Sean was completely in charge of everything and he knew what was going on when so he had sussed out that Thursday were set dancing Kayleys in the evening in Vohan's pub and the great thing which was to me so amazing was that there's a hostel next door and years later I only found out that it was the same people actually owning both of the places so it was just to me the greatest thing ever you know you go dancing and then you just walk a couple of meters and you can fall into your bed you know you can have your shower and go to bed and oh it was just fantastic what else do you want you know you don't need to rush to a tram rush to a taxi or get the last bus or something but you're like right there so I very much enjoyed it and so we did a Kaylee there but I to be honest I don't remember much of that evening I also checked, I didn't take any photographs then as well. But what I remember, what I really loved, was that we were all sharing the same room, the three of us, and it felt kind of like, again, like in a, you know, the hostel feeling, or like a class trip or something, and Anna was telling them how Sean had told her and her sister Tita how he had told them stories of a parrot that was like going through adventures. Billy was his name. And they started remembering some of the stories and oh remember what Billy did and Billy did this and when he did this and he always was a little rascal anyway and they started remembering and telling the stories and I, I just loved it because it was like storytelling time you know <laughs> at like one o'clock in the morning or something. It was just so nice and I was just amazed because Sean said that he made the stories up for his girls just right there and then on the spot which I thought was quite remarkable and they were nice stories, they were really funny stories that I always said, Sean you should, you should write them down really. We had met up there as well with our friend Tim that I knew from the set dancing weekends in Switzerland, he'd used to travel over there and so we met up with him because I didn't know that he lived close by and we, we, I think he came also to the set dancing evening then the next morning we had breakfast and he was there again and we said hello and we said goodbye and then we parted ways. That little trip was over. A lovely, lovely time I had with the both of them. And I'm not sure what they did afterwards, but I kept going north because when I was in Dublin, of course, as always, I went to visit my friend John McSweeney from the Talbot Dance Centre, whom I talk about on episode one, The Dancing Shoes. I don't remember how we ended up talking about that, but he pointed out a set dancing news that was lying around there. And I looked through it. And I couldn't believe my eyes. I mean, there was the postman, you know, with several photographs. And there were other people that I knew. I was like, I know these people. So he was amazed as well. And that's why he wanted me to have it. And the great thing was, of course, that you could just look up there. Like for those who don't know it. <laughs> I think most of you would know it. But for those who don't know it, it was a printed magazine that had lots of different photographs from people dancing all over the world at different dancing 
weekends, especially it was mostly set dancing related. And people would then write reviews on how the weekends were and stuff. And also at the very end, there was a calendar so you could look up by country and look up what was happening when and where. And in there, I read that there was a set dancing weekend happening in Renville in Connemara. So I thought that was perfect. So right, if I'm in Claire, this like going to Renville is not that far. And I ended up <laughs> embarking, like saying goodbye to Sean and Anna and embarking on another road trip with the lady that I mentioned, I think in episode three, the one about mingling with generations. So it was the German lady there. I'll, I'll call her B now. So B came up and she lived in West Cork and she drove up, made a stop in Kilfenora, had a bit of a breakfast together with us and then we kept going. And it was beautiful. It was the most gorgeous, beautiful day. It was really sunny. It was a beautiful spring, really, like very unusual and warm and sunny, one sunny day after the next. We were so lucky, really, with the weather. And we did the whole coast line, you know, of the Boren and stopped there for a picnic and for sandwiches and stuff and kept going through Connemara and everything which was magical it was just so magical and we ended up at a hotel and it was a big massive hotel like in the middle of nowhere by the seaside it was an incredible scenery you could see the 12 pins there you could see other mountains over the bay on the other side it was just magical there was a rocky beach there it was really really an amazing peaceful quiet beautiful place and it was just so amazing because I remember you got into that massive big hotel and there was a sign put there right on the entrance when you were walking there saying you are now entering a stress-free zone and it really felt like so truly like you, you read it and you're like oh yeah you know you're looking forward and just looking forward on a weekend of music and a weekend of dance and I was pretty new to everything then but I was very much enjoying it uh, I was very much enjoying the whole experience of it all so I checked in at the hotel and I walked around the garden and I saw a man walking around there as well and I was thinking Jesus he looks a little bit like the gym fella that I met in Dublin and he was walking around and thinking the same but I thought we, we both thought it's not going to be the same person because <laughs> I mean, it was on the other side of the country, right? It ended up like, we like both casually asked like, oh, Jim, Stephanie, and we were amazed at like, that we ended up at the same place, you know, we just met a week before, lovely, lovely person and great dancer. So I was happy that I knew at least one person, you know, because I, I didn't know anyone there. I really did not know any single person and... It took me a lot of courage to just like end up there and just like be there and join in and there was a, a welcoming session with plenty of musicians and great lovely dancers, great young box players, two young box players who were fabulous dancers. I don't know their names but they were incredible and they just had a very unique style of dancing and one style that reminded me a bit of like it nearly sounded like a bit of percussive African dancing or something because it had a different rhythm to it than anything else that I had heard Shano style type. I had heard a lot but what I had heard all sounded very different than what they were doing. And there were the musicians so and they were saying yeah let's do a set and, and Jim was pulling me there out there and it's like come on let's dance. And we were top couples and I asked him do you know this one? He's like no I don't. <laughs> I was like, geez, he's very brave. 
But that was the great thing about Jim, you know, he didn't care. And it made you feel at ease and made you feel welcome. And it just, it was just all about fun, you know, it was different than like coming from an Irish dancing competition background or something, you know, you were just free to do and just free to do whatever, no matter if you do the steps that are supposed to be done there, or if you just improvise and end up doing something else. And if you end up doing something else, you just have a laugh about it, you know, who cares? So that was great and there were other lovely fabulous dancers there and they were doing battering and things like that and I was doing my hop to trees, dancing in my ripped trousers and my military boots with the steelo caps again and a bit of a mess but like I, I wasn't very much used to going to set dancing weekends and stuff and I wasn't expecting to be dancing there so that's why I kept the boots on anyway but it was great great lovely fabulous ambience and then the next day the workshop started with Emma O'Sullivan and we had lots of great new steps that we learned and one step even I think she made it up right there and then for us and it was a lovely step and then she didn't know what to call it and I just said as a joke I said we could call it a Renville step and she said oh yeah let's call it a Renville step and so for the rest of the workshop she she called that one actually the Renville step like I had suggested which I thought was quite nice quite funny and she was a lovely great teacher she broke things apart very very nicely very well explained and it was some great dancing and we all had fun we were all in a function room in a circle around her and she was in the middle showing us the things I'm not really sure what else was going on. Like I just know the evenings were really mad. There were Kayleys going on and there was mad dancing. There was a Kaylee in the one hall and then like in the function room and then in the pub in a bar next door there was like you, you had to go through a reception and then there was a pub there or like a bar with a wooden beautiful wooden floor and there was other stuff happening there so I was kind of like going back and forth going back and forth and at the Kaylee dancing away trying to learn the the dances and then some other people were telling me oh you should come and have a look at this and they were dancing on a barrel there it was three of them on a barrel so I had missed that I think it was Jer Butler, Emma Sullivan and I don't really remember who else it was but I think it was there was three people they said dancing on the same barrel and I had missed it I was a bit gutted but it was a mad evening like I felt like it went on forever and at some point there was this man that walked by and I, he looked familiar and I looked at him and I went up to him like are you not Podrick and it ended up being Podrick Hopkins from Connemara the Shannon's dancing teacher and it was to me a great surprise of course I mean he's from Connemara why would he not be there right but to me it was a massive surprise because I had met him at one of my very first Shannon's dancing workshops ever over in Switzerland and I was delighted to see him and he was there and we had great chats and great reunion and his lovely wife was there as well I think Margaret was her name and we were sitting down chatting and everything she was so kind and so loving and at some point I don't know who said something about singing or whatever and they pushed me to sing a song and I ended up singing a song Occadation Dontation that I had learned four months prior to that over in Donegal by Dominic Mugelavita Sorry if I'm saying any of these names wrong, right? <laughs> With the pronunciation, I might be totally off. But but he had taught that song to us in a workshop there at the winter school, at the Frankie Kennedy Winter School back then. And they wanted to hear it. And it was quite funny. It was like everybody was so quiet and kind of like looking at each other, grinning. Because, I mean, there's this foreign person there singing Shano's songs. 
but I think it went down well and it was so cute because then Padraig's wife then really like hooked my arm and it was like do come for tea tomorrow please do come for tea tomorrow she was really urging me to come over and say hello and and visit the following day which I thought was just so kind so that evening went on it was really a mad evening full of dancing full of laughter lots of stuff happening where people waltzing there's people displaying brush dances lots of mad set dancing and um, the next morning I was a bit late for breakfast and it was so funny every morning like we always had to check with the teachers and they were like say the workshop we start at 10 and then everybody would ask like is it 10 o'clock Irish time or 10 o'clock and then I would say okay 10 o'clock Irish time so it would mean like 10 30 and I went on to the breakfast room and again like there like oh my god you know not knowing anyone I was so glad to see Jim and we sat down and a lovely lady was sitting there and we were chatting and it was a lady we were dancing with and turns out and I found out in later because I was reading through articles in the set dancing news and I came across the same name over and over again and it sounded like a foreign name, like Chris Eichmann. I was thinking, who is this person? I thought it was a man. And then when we met the lady at the breakfast, we started to introduce each other. And after, really afterwards, we were like, oh, I'm Chris. And then I realized it was actually the person that, that wrote so many articles on the set dancing news. So I was delighted to have met her. A lovely, lovely, wonderful woman. Great teacher as well. So she was there as well. I'm not sure. I think she was teaching one class as well. One class was taught by Ger Butler, I remember, too. Oh, and it was so nice. I was at the very end of the function room and there was a lovely, lovely young couple that went back into dancing, or at least she went back into dancing. She used to do it when she was a younger girl and she felt she wanted to get back into it and her fiancé was there as well, or her husband, I don't remember. And it was so funny because we kept like doing something and if the man did it wrong, he was like, oh, sorry. And then the next thing we're like, no, no, you you have to take the other arm. Oh, sorry. No, 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 you have to turn the lady under. Oh, sorry. So every time we explained something to him, how to do it or something, and he did it differently, he always went on with, oh, sorry, oh, sorry. And it was so funny because at one point, the lady then said to him, stop apologizing all the time. He went on, oh, sorry. And we were laughing and laughing, but it was just, I just thought it was so nice to see young people as well, you know, getting back into it or bringing in their partners into the dancing because I felt like there were just not so many young people doing that type of dance. And I was really wondering why, because it's so much fun, really, like I said before, it's just so amazing. And so it was a great workshop there as well with Ger Butler and the whole day passed and it was just one thing happening and the next thing happening. And then there was a farewell session outside in the sunshine, a beautiful sunshine with all the little kids, all of Emma's students dancing away. And I was just so amazed to see children dancing so well and dancing beautifully and having like their own style already you could see that and then there was what seemed like a never-ending farewell session a massive session but like really massive beautiful amazing session with a fabulous banjo player and accordion player which I hope I wish I knew their names really I have no idea who they were but it was so great there's a few videos of that farewell session with very young talented channels dancers great channels dancers on youtube that i uploaded one of those videos was viewed so many times I still to this day i mean i've spent like 11 years and i still get comments i think it's called emma sullivan and gerald butler barrel dance 
and I love it. I love watching that video. It's just the way they're dancing. Then when he starts dancing, it's just so, it looks so easy and so fabulous, you know, and then he goes on top of the barrel and then puts out his hand. It's like kind of challenging her, do join me. And then she goes on top of the barrel as well and they both start dancing in a very tight space and the battering shell just sounds so amazing and together with the music it was just mad. It was just mad for me to see because I had never seen that before. And it's funny because years and years later I met a lovely lady that said the first time she ever saw Shano's dancing was actually that video by both of them. And she was instantly taken by Jerry Butler's style and looked him up and he did a workshop then in Inishbofin, I think it was, or something. She travelled across the country just to go to the workshop and learn to dance like him, you know, and she's, she's a lovely dancer now. Yeah, it was just a very, very rich weekend full of dance full of laughter the sunshine all over and then you know the road trips with Sean and Anna and then the other one with B going up and then back down again we drove all the way down to West Cork then together it was a fabulous fabulous road trip both of them fabulous journey all together and yeah just a journey that I very much love remembering and looking back onto because springtime was always my Irish time, actually. Most of the times I went to Ireland, it was always spring. Like, I always knew spring break to me meant Ireland. So I hope you enjoyed this little trip with me back in time, back to Ireland, back to springtime. And I hope it warmed your heart a little bit now for the winters. And don't forget, the days are getting longer again. You have been listening to an episode of Ihewai, a storytelling podcast by Skilta Dosa. I hope you've enjoyed this evening's story. Feel free to pass it on to anyone you think might enjoy this or be happy about a bit of entertainment now during the winter months. If you wish to support my projects, you may send a wee donation to paypal.me slash I always appreciate every cent. The music you hear is Fairy Garden by Chris Collins and you can find it on IndieMusicBox.com I will see you again next Sunday. Have a lovely night and a good start into the next week tomorrow. Ihewai. <laughs>